the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Yes, 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 I am here, and you are there, (laughs) but we're coming together like never before right now on this radio show. That's Hey, why we call it Come Together San Diego, but we're coming together not only San Diego, we're coming together on different parts of this nation, including a place called Florida. We're coming together in other places of this world, uh, in other uh, cities, states, uh, and other ele- other places as well. Uh, it could be in a foreign country. Who knows? Because that's how we broadcast here at Come Together San Diego. And I have a friend with me on the line. I mentioned the word Florida in my earlier uh, dissertation here because she is calling in from a place in Florida. Her name is Christine Vallis. Say hello, Christine. Well, hello, Christine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, why did I know she was going to do everyone. that? <laughs> well, well, those of, those of you who have listened to the show in the past know that we're doing an ongoing monthly series dealing with the uh, month of a given, uh, uh, you know, in the given year. This is 5783, and this particular biblical month is the month of Nisan. It's the first month of the Hebrew uh, year, and it's, you know, you know, the time frame that we're getting into is called Death, Burial, Resurrection of the Lord, and, and some things that happened on that, on the same calendar mm-hmm. day and date throughout uh, thousands of years, and that's why Christine comes on to share with us, because what the Bible talks about, that which was, is, and that which is, shall be, because there's nothing new under the sun. A lot of times we can get into comprehension about uh, what we can expect now when we ascertain what happened then. And I'm going to have Christine Vallis, Mm -hmm. the uh, chalkboard teacher and his appointed time teacher, tell us what happened back then as she delves Mm -hmm. into this first month called Nissan. Christine Vallis, I'm handing it to you. Uh, you know what, right. Christine? One, yeah. one of the things that I'm going to do before I, ha- I I told you on on the phone before we uh, before we got on the air, I was going to give you yeah. a lot more free time. But before we do, I'm going to blow the shofar because you and I know that this is kind of uh, how how the they did in scripture to command attention and say, pay close attention to what's about ready to come to pass. So I'm going to blow this shofar and then I'm going to hand the baton to you, Christine Vallis. Here we go. Thank you for doing that. Yes. There you That's go. Good. Tell us what we that need to know awesome. about this first month in the biblical calendar year called Nissan. Nissan. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's such a blessing to be here again, Cass. And um, yeah, so this month is um, an, an, a full month 
and um, Nissan or Nissan or there's you can spell it many ways one s two s's it's um it's not a car I'll tell you that um, <laughs> when I first when I first saw then I was like wait a minute what you know but actually this um, this month um, comes from like the word Nissan comes from the Hebrew root word nest NES, which means miracle. Mm. So um, this is a month associated with miracles. And, and as you talked about, you know, of course, this is the month of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Um, it's also, though, the month of um, basically what was foreshadowing that, you know, which is the, the exodus, you know, and the whole story there of, um, you know, the, pass, the first Passover and so, so it is a season of miracles. It's a month of miracles when you think about it. You know, yes. I mean, we all remember uh, the scene of the Red Sea, you know, parting. You know, oh, it's a miracle. Well, it happened in this <laughs> month of miracles, right? Yes. So, um, so it's, it's such an exciting month. And um, like I said, it's a full one. I mean, if you want to learn about different dates on God's calendar, this one is full. And um, just to give our listeners uh, an idea of where we are in this month um, right now. It, it actually just started Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night. So so as the sun goes down tonight, we're going to be in day four of the month of Nisan. And um, just a little side note I want to uh, let let everybody know about is, and it's something that I I think is so fun to do. When, when we were walking the other night, it had to be, uh, I guess it was Thursday night, I noticed that the the moon was just, I mean, it was like a little, little sliver. It yes. was such a sliver. And um, when we see that, that, that little, little sliver of a moon, that is um, either the very, very beginning of the month or going the other way, it's the very end. And so it's so cool because, you know, God put, of course, you know, the sun, you know, in the heavens there and we can tell time by the sun. A lot of times we, we can see the sun going down and everything, but we can also tell time by the, by the moon, the phases of the moon. So I challenge you to, to do that. And um, it's a fun exercise. So, so last, the other night, like I said, a little sliver of a moon, probably uh, it's growing out there as, as we look out, but, um, but something interesting about this month of Nissan is that it really is a month of first, and um, as, as I was studying over the years, I was like, wow, there's a lot of firsts in this month. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that um, really jumps out is in, in Exodus chapter 12, um, the Lord tells Moses and Aaron that this month of Nisan is going to be the first month now. And... Um, it's it's very it's it's very interesting and it's right there in Exodus twelve verses one and two, and he says this month is to be your beginning of months. This shall be the first month of the year to you. So basically, God was saying like this is going to be the new 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 year, because there was already a new year established that was connected with creation, otherwise known as Rosh Hashanah. Yes, and. Um, so, so really, um, God is saying this is going to be the new start for you. So, so it, it really was personal, right? The other one was based on creation, but this new year is, is, the, 
spiritual birth. This is the, the kind of like, you know, the birth of a, a second birth, a spiritual birth. Like yes. we all have a physical birth, right? Just like the earth had a physical birth. And now the Lord is saying there is a higher one. It's a spiritual birth. And he's, he's using this language, I believe, to, to, to make a picture of that. And, and so I just love it how it's very personalized because we're the only ones that can choose if we want a spiritual birth, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, so, so, so this is kind of a restart right here, you know? And for those of us who have, you know, had our spiritual birth and have given our hearts and lives to Yeshua, Jesus, we understand this. It is a new beginning, right? We become new creations. And so I just, I just um, love this, and I get a lot of questions about it because people are saying, well, wait a minute, I already thought that, you know, what about Rosh Hashanah? How can there be two New Years? But I even had that question, how could there be new, two New Years? This is so confusing. But the Lord just made it really simple just by saying, you know, the earth had a physical birth, and so did you. And the earth had like a spiritual birth here at the um, Red Sea and everything. And so, so do you. There's two births. There's two new beginnings. So, so, um, so I thought that was really um, enlightening. Yes. And, um, and it is a miracle of all miracles, really, when you think about it, that, you know, Jesus would come and, and we can have relationship restored. And yes. like, because he loves us so much. Yes. You know what, so, we're, um, we'll, what maybe yeah. we'll do? Because I, I, in the next segment, I think I'm going to... I see on my little notes here that you want to talk about some of the other firsts. You talk about this is a month of firsts, so we'll talk about some of those other firsts. But, you know, and generally people save this, what I'm about ready to say, to the end of, of a discussion and mm-hmm. things like that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go right between the ears right now, my listening friend. And if you yeah. need to have that rebirth experience through believing in the one who gave his life, was buried and rose from the dead to give you mm. eternal life, if you want to do that, I'm going to say a little prayer, and, and Christine and I are going to say amen at amen. the close of this. And then uh, yes. we're going to believe that the angels in heaven are going to be celebrating as you say, yes, I do. Mm. But in the name of the mm. Lord Jesus Christ, I I pray upon you, my listening friend, that you receive what Christ has done for you. The, you know, the Bible talks about uh, everyone has sinned, everybody has transgressed God, and the only way you can uh, come uh, clean from that transgression is to allow the shed blood of Jesus to cleanse you, and he has done that. But all you have to do is be able to receive that. The Bible says... To them that received him, gave he the power to become the sons and daughters of God. And he wants you to become his son, his daughter, as you receive him. So right now, as we are concluding this segment, I'm saying confess Jesus to whomever. If it's just you in the mirror, that's fine. And believe that Jesus died for you because he rose from the dead for you. And he conquered death. And all this credola that's going on in the world is conquerable Mm -hmm. only through Jesus who is the risen one. So if you want to hang with him, you will be a conqueror of these terrible things that are going on Mm. as well. And uh, we're going to leave it between you and yourself and I (laughs) to to receive Mm -hmm. Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you're not going to church tomorrow, find a good church and and attend and hear what they have to say. And so we're, uh, Christine and I are believing that you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So Christine, it looks like we're going to be spending some time with, uh, a number of other firsts in this first month called Nissan. Are you geared up and ready to rock and roll? 
Amen. I'm ready. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you heard it first from Christine Vallis, mm-hmm. the, the chalkboard teacher, and his appointed times teacher when she and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Hello, my friends. You realize, if you know uh, anything about this show, that uh, we spend a lot of time talking about biblical events And oftentimes these biblical events are illustrative of not only things that have happened in the past, but forewarn us of things that are just about to happen or to happen in the future. That's because that's God's style. And part of his style is to introduce the different months of the year. And so when I bring Christine Vallis on uh, at every month change, uh, it's because I want to help you be aware that God knows the credola that's going on in the world, but he also has mm-hmm. solutions. And the more you can understand uh, his character and his solutions, the more all these anxieties uh, go. They just disappear because you know that God has it. He has the solutions. And Christine Vallis is a remarkable Bible teacher. And uh, she, she's, you know, done the chalkboard teachings for a number of years now. And it's tied to his an, mm-hmm. uh, appointed times. And she's in, on uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook and other places as well. She's just remarkable. I guess you can tell just from what I say that I think she's one of the greats. And so before, <laughs> before we go any further, I'm going to hand the baton back to her. Because we're talking about first. We talked a little bit about this. Uh, month of Nisan being the first month in the biblical calendar, but there are so many other firsts, but I'm going to let Christine Vallis tell you about that. Ain't that right, mm. Christine? Yes, and you are too kind, Kaz. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. And I will I will just say this really quick. Well, I found Kaz on YouTube, and I thought he was one of the greats, and oh, I my. had no idea that he even had a radio show, but I, I, I watched a YouTube video of like a slideshow of him talking about, I think it was the month of ER. Oh, that's right. And I think I contacted <laughs> yes. you and I said, you have, wow, you're awesome. And you have a great voice. Oh, you know, my. you should do radio and boom, there he is. Oh, so, my. Yes, yes, so yes. what a blessing. And it's just awesome how the Lord connects like-hearted, yeah, like-minded. That's exactly right. You know, it's yeah, amazing that you can things. find so many things on YouTube. <laughs> my friend, by the way, if yeah. you want to find out some of my teachings, just go to YouTube, put Kaz Taylor, C-A-Z-T-A-Y-L-O-R, and put Bible Amen. study or, uh, or anything like that, Kaz Taylor uh, Bible or teaching, and a variety of videos will come up. Enough about me. How about the firsts? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your kind words, Christine Bellis. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Check it out, guys. Yes, for sure. Um, okay, yes, so moving along here in the month of first, we have um, now uh, basically a foreshadow of how God is going to redeem us because, you know, he's saying now this is going to be the first month now and I'm going to redeem you. And it's like, well, how are you going to do it, Lord, right? And so it's by this first sacrifice that's ever mentioned here, and it's the Passover lamb, right? Mm, And so you can read about it in Exodus 12. It really just walks through the whole thing. And, um, you know, the Lord instructed the Israelites to take into their homes there in Egypt, right, a a one-year-old unblemished lamb 
And they were to do this on the 10th day of Nisan. So we're coming up to the 10th day of Nisan. That's going to be um, this Friday night coming up. In, in, a, in a week from today, it's basically the 10th of Nisan. Um, they were to bring it into their homes, and they were to keep it for four days in the house, like a little baby lamb, right? Very, very cute. And then four days later, they were to slaughter that lamb and take the blood of that cute little innocent lamb and put it on the doorposts of their homes. They were to remain in their homes and roast the lamb, eat all of it, and burn anything that would remain. And they would eat it in haste, as the Lord said, because that night under a full moon, so when the full moon is next week, you know, you'll, it'll be that night, right? When the fullness of the month, after the last of the ten plagues would come through the land, the death of the firstborn, right, of man and beast, when God saw the blood of that lamb over their doors, death would literally pass over all who were in the house. And the blood of that lamb would basically, you know, cover them. Yes. And, and, and death would pass over them. And, um, you know, I remember really reading about this for the first time and, and discovering that, oh, well, I guess that's where Passover comes from. I don't know what I was thinking where they came up with that name, Passover, you know, but it's right here because death was passing over them. Yes. And right? at the beginning of the, the yeah. end of the last segment, we prayed for people to have the blood of the, of the Lamb applied to them. And what that means is that that eternal death that we all face passes over you, passes away from you, mm-hmm. and you have, in exchange for eternal death, eternal life. Right, Christine? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, so what a what a picture. And you know, um, you know, you hear about Jesus, the Lamb of God, and um, I know, growing up myself, you know, never connecting it with. Judaism, you know, or just like that was something separate, and we have Jesus, the Lamb of God, and they have something else. But it's all the same. It was the foreshadow of Him, the Messiah. Yes. So it's just, that's why the whole feast of Passover is amazing. It all points to to Jesus. But but something interesting, too, as we just um, focus in here on the Lamb and that that first sacrifice, um, we know, too, as we talked about in previous um, broadcasts, about the months and the constellations that are connected. Oh, yes. We're not talking about astrology with the L, that's oh. the lie, but astronomy um, is from the Lord, and the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and the gospel is on circuit over our heads. And, and so this constellation that's connected to this month is Aries, which is a lamb, a ram. Oh, so, and, yes. and it's not just any lamb, it's it's Yeshua, right? And so, so it's just awesome. And, and, and I don't get into really digging into a lot of the constellations. There's there's so much to dig into, but um, there there were there was something that really jumped out at me, which is cool. And um, in that constellation Aries, there are three stars, main stars that that make it up. And when you translate their names. The three names of the stars are called the wounded, the bruised, and the slain. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yes. These are the three stars that make up the constellation constellation Aries. And so why is it amazing? There may be listeners that don't know why it's amazing. 
yeah, why would that be so amazing? I said, where have I heard this before, the wounded, the bruised, and the slain? And the Lord reminded me it was Isaiah 53 talking about Jesus, a prophecy. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. My, my, my. Amen? So the truth so, about the so, gospel yeah. of yeah. Jesus Christ, just look in the sky. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, you know, I mean, when I first started, you know, uh, studying God's calendar and would hear, you know, people talking about constellations, I would go, oh, my gosh, what are they talking about? How can they even mention this, you know? And but gosh, you know, I mean, the devil wants to rip off everything that God creates, you know, and he's doing it. You know, he's done it for years, you know, with the with the constellation. But but um, there's there's a message in the stars. And remember, that's how they found Jesus, right? They follow the stars. They found him. And so when we look and even even, you know, for people who are who are, you know, uh, maybe following their astrology it's, it's wrong, it's demonic. But but hey, like look look at the true meaning of it. Yes. Because you know, it's it's Jesus, the light of the world, right? He's 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 in the stars, and uh, and the Lord will will speak to us in any way possible. Um, he's constantly demonstrating his love for us, and he is constantly wanting us to have relationship with him. And he's like, anywhere you look, I'm going to let you know. Oh, <laughs> you I know? love it. Up I or down. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we so we're I, talking I about, about first, that. but yeah. you know one of the, one of the things that you and I really love as we look at the calendar. Mm-hmm. Not only is it talking about the days and months and the years, but it's also talking about harvest times. And mm-hmm. when you talk about, you know, we just came out of a, the winter season, and boy, oh boy, was it a cold! And in, in, even in San Diego, it was cold and frigid and rainy like crazy. Mm. But uh, the transference of the months goes from the wintertime into the springtime. And the mm-hmm. springtime is a time for, speaking of first, first harvests as well. So I yeah. suspect you want to talk a little bit in the next segment about some of the first harvest truths. Because, again, my listening friend, this is burgeoning with deep truths to help you understand why Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, but also he is the answer to any of the anxieties that you have if you just dig deeply into his character, into his days, Amen. his months, his years, his signs, and his seasons. So Christine Vallis and I are going to talk more about these things. She's a remarkable chalkboard teacher from His Appointed Times. We'll talk about that as well. But we'll talk about another first as it deals with a harvest that you may have only heard about, but you need to know about. And Christine Vallis is going to change that with you in the next segment when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. A remarkable month, the month of Nissan. Christine Vallis, our favorite chalkboard teacher, tied to his appointed times. You can find her all over the place. Just put her name in a search engine and see what comes up. Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, Vallis, V-A-L-E-S. Vallis rhymes with Dallas. (laughs) 
<laughs> but she's not in <laughs> Dallas. Yeah. Oh, no, she's in Florida. <laughs> We're talking about firsts, aren't we, Christine? And and, and yeah. we, we talked about, you know, some other firsts as well. But this particular first is tied. You know, we talk about things that are going on in the sky and, and in the heavens. But also on the ground, there's some firsts that are going on. And one of them mm-hmm. is, is, a, is a harvest. Why don't you share some insights on this, Christine Vallis? Yeah, well, um, it's interesting, you know, uh, when you start looking at God's calendar and how it is really connected with harvest seasons. And, um, you know, this was like common knowledge to everybody, you know, living in Jesus's day, you know, to us, you know, we're, we have to Google all these things, you know, <laughs> and um, yeah, like, wait, what is barley? You know, um, so the barley harvest actually was the first one to come up and um, it was uh, a, a a type of grain that really could grow anywhere, and it would grow in the fringes often of their um, land and um, crops and everything. And it could it could grow really in harsh conditions, but it would produce like crazy, and and it would mature fast, you know. And and actually in this month of Nisan. Um, they would present an offering of the first fruit, the first crop, basically, of the of the spiritual year here. And um, it really, again, is a picture of Messiah, um, you know, the first fruits. In fact, he rose on, on the day that celebrated it. Wow. <laughs> so um, what's so awesome is that actually all these dates, as I mentioned earlier in, in the beginning of all this, that that when you look at the dates, um, how they line up, you know, we talked about um, the day that the lamb came in the house was the 10th of Nisan, which was the same exact day that Jesus came into the house of God on Palm Sunday. It was the same day. It was the 10th of Nisan. And, And it just gets so cool that to see that these dates are just matching up. On the 14th day, when, when the Passover lamb was slain for the very first time there in, in Egypt, all the people brought the lambs, you know, put the blood over the door. That was the same day that Jesus died on the cross. And now again, here, there was another date already established. It was this this uh, harvest of the barley where they would offer, you know, the first fruits, the feast of first fruits, and Jesus rose. He was the first fruits of all creation, right? And so all these like holidays that you say, oh, they had to create Good Friday and oh, they had to create this and all. They didn't have to create them. The dates were already there. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> so Jesus, you know, he's just fulfilling all the the dates that were already established. And this one of, of the barley harvest, this is just another example. He, you know, uh, it just compares himself to this barley crop, really, that, you know, could grow anywhere and will produce life and give nourishment. And and actually, this is the, the grain that they use during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which would be like during this whole Passover season. So, um, yeah, so now, so I, I also do want to touch on on this other first, which is the first... Uh, feast that God established mm-hmm. and it's Passover, yes. right? So, so he, he told um, Moses, uh, you know, once you guys get into the promised land, 
want you to celebrate this as a perpetual feast throughout all the generations. And um, so, so this was a feast that would that was to go on, you know. And and um, I I believe that that God made it a perpetual feast, not only for the Jewish people to remember, you know, how God delivered them, but so that they could recognize the real thing when they saw it, when Jesus would come, you know, it's like, wait, why are all these dates are matching up? You know, I mean, somebody had to put it together, right? So, so um, even for us to remember and to recognize Messiah right here in this feast of Passover. So this year, Passover is going to start Wednesday night, April, um, where is it? Wednesday night, April 5th, it'll begin. Yes. And, um, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of um, Passover seders going on in San Diego area. I know they they've become more popular. I think as more Christians are are connecting to their, you know, um, Jewish roots and want to see Jesus and in the Passover, it's so easy to see. Yes. Um, so I encourage you guys and uh, to be a part of it if you if if there's one available. And and I have to say this that. Um, Speaking of first, the first time that I ever went to any kind of Passover Seder, it wasn't one of these big, long things. It was just um, somebody who was kind of explaining the Passover play and everything. And and um, I was just in awe of just even the one element of a Passover Seder is, is the plate that tells the story of the redemption. And Every element on that plate is just points to Messiah. Yes. And I was so excited about that. The first, you can ask my husband, the first time I, I actually said, I got to make this plate. This is so fun. And I had it for like a week in my um, refrigerator and I would just keep pulling it out. It was like a show and tell. I was so excited about it because I had no idea that, um, first of all, I had never been to a Passover Seder. And so when I discovered what was on the plate and how it all points to Jesus, and then on top of that, learning that Jesus's Last Supper yes. was a Passover Seder, I was like really blown away. Exactly. Like, how come no one ever told me this? You know. So, so you know, they're not separated. You know, no. all this, all this stuff is not separated. It's not and, separated um, at all. It all points to Jesus, it right? It all points Pat? to Jesus. You know, one of the things I, mm-hmm. you brought to mind a scripture that uh, I'm familiar with, but you know, a lot of people will say, you know, th- those are Old Testament things. Why are you dealing with the Old mm-hmm. Testament in the present day mm-hmm. times? But the truth of the matter is the Old Testament is a, uh, a declarer of Christ. You just have to know how to dig it out of there. But even yeah. in the New Testament, there, listen to the scripture in First, uh, first Corinthians chapter um, 5, and it says in verse, okay. it talks about the, the you know, leaven is the stuff that uh, is uh, likened unto pride. You know, a little leaven leavens mm, the whole loaf. Mm-hmm. And pride is the thing where we find our downfall oftentimes. But the Scripture yeah. talks about, and the Apostle Paul says, purge therefore out uh, the old leaven uh, and make a new lump uh, be- mm-hmm. because you need to be unleavened. <clears throat> for even as Christ is uh, our Passover, it was sacrificed for us, 
uh, he says, even so, we want you to keep the feast, and that feast is the feast of Passover, with the leaven, uh, the feast that uh, deals with the leaven uh, of malice and wickedness. But he Mm -hmm. says, the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So Paul says, actually, in 1 Corinthians, this Old Testament uh, celebration, this harvest celebration, mm-hmm. he says, for you New Testament people, that's you and I, my listening friend, to keep the feast or keep the Passover because God wants to take the leaven, that is the pride, out of our lives. And mm. Jesus needs to replace that personal pride with his sacrifice. And you're then on uh, uh, on on sound ground. So I'm going to pass it back to you. Amen. We've got two or, two or three minutes, Christine. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. It's it's true. Um, it's all connected. And, and, you know, anytime that, you know, we're reading the word and we don't understand something, it was like, well, Lord, why is this even here? And the Old Testament, you know, why do I need to know that? Or, well, if we're, if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Yes. And so you can put him to work, right? <laughs> because he likes to show us understanding he likes to that's his job is to um open our minds and and give us understanding when we read the scriptures so so he god wants to reveal himself to us and and we we can just ask him and we know the author right and you know kaz you wrote a book right i have your book and and you have my book and if you have a question you can just say hey i'm gonna text christine i'm gonna ask her what did you mean on page seven so we know (laughs) god (laughs) <laughs> yes, All we yes. gotta do is ask him. He wants to answer yes. our questions. Yes. You know? For example, let me show yeah. you let me show you how good she is. Okay, I'm looking at page fifty four in your book. I'm looking at the mm. one, two, three uh I'm looking at the third and fourth word in, in on page oh. fifty four. Do you have you remembered what those were? I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But, oh, oh but, I'm looking now. I'm no, like, what did no, I do? <laughs> but but it, the, the words actually are uh-huh. chalkboard teachings. Uh-huh. <laughs> but oh, anyway, yeah. I, I was I just teasing it. with her. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is the, the, many answers are found in many good books, but actually all the answers are found in the good book. Christine, we've got about Amen. a minute left in this segment. I know you want to get into some other ah. important things as well uh, in okay. the next segments. So, But I'm going to yeah. let you kind of close this segment, and then we'll get into... You know, one of our favorite aspects of this month, this one of the favorite aspects, you're a worship person. My friends, you need to find out about Christine Ballas' worship as well. She's a songwriter mm. as well. But I know you want to talk a little bit about that. So I'm going to let you take about 30 seconds to set the stage, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to let you dive on in, Christine Ballas. Okay, yeah, we're going to we're gonna um, talk about this, this other first of the month, and it's connected with the, the first tribe, which is Judah, who is connected with praise. And so we're going to see how God's going to open that up and see why the Lord wants us to move first in praise. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, my friends, you know, we're talking about so many different firsts. The first feast, uh, the first tribe, uh, so many different Mm -hmm. things. And, you know, we looked in the sky and we found out truths there as well. But really, perhaps one of the most impressive firsts that you'll discover is the tribe of Judah, being the tribe of praise and worship, and this lady is a praiser and worshiper. So we're going to find out more Mm -hmm. about this other first when Christine Vallis and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. 
Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. This is the fourth segment in the first hour, and then we've got another uh, hour to go. We're going to talk about this month of Nissan from a different point of view. Christine Vallis is with me, and she is a remarkable mm-hmm. teacher. We call her the chalkboard teacher, and it's tied to his appointed mm-hmm. times and some of the writings that she has done. Christine, I, I know this is a, a, a month of firsts, and one of the firsts is this yeah. tribe of Judah, the lion of the tribe, of course, Jesus. And if you, you mm-hmm. give me just a moment, I have to take care of just a little business, but I want you to gear up and okay. let her rip for this, for this show. But my listening friends, there's a, a guy who's on our air here at, at K-Praise at the Salem Media San Diego and beyond. His name is Eric Metaxas. Eric Metaxas is an author. He has written books. Uh, one of his most pro- prolific books is called Letters to the American Church. Letters to the American Church. And it really is tied with how the American Church is really <laughs> facing, you know, crucial decisions going on right now. And it's a choice that we have to make. Either we abandon uh, um, our mission, proclaiming liberty and, and stand with the forces of evil, or we do the turn and we stand against those things. It's a remarkable book, and uh, there are two grand prize winners in this contest I'm talking about right now, and they are going to receive a signed copy of this new book. Also, it, the first place winners will also receive a signed copy. But you want to find out more about this, I want to encourage you to go to kprz.com. That is kprz.com, and go to the fan club page and enter T-O-D-A-Y today. Christine Vallis, another first dealing with praise and worship and the Lion of the Tribe, handing it to you, sis. All right. Well, that sounds fun. Um, The tribe of Judah. Yes, this is the tribe that's connected to the month of Nisan. We have 12 months in God's calendar, right? And there's 12 tribes of Israel. And so each month is connected with a tribe and the way they figure out you know which tribe goes with which month is the order which they moved in so judah the tribe of judah always went first so nisan is the first month in the spiritual year and so they're connected with with um the first month and then the second tribe is connected with the second month and so on and so on but um you know it's it's interesting because when you start studying about god's calendar and you see all these connections with the tribes and, and uh, other other things that are connected, constellations and all this. You really get to learn about things you weren't even planning on learning. Yes, know? exactly. Like, um, right? And, and I mean, I have to say, I, I had heard about the tribe of Judah, um, and I think it's because that's the one that Jesus is from. But I, I, I can't say I heard about the tribe of uh, Naphtali before, you know. So, so it really made me um, learn. I really got a, a good understanding about the tribes um, as I've been studying through God's calendar. But all that to say, Nisan here is connected with Judah, Yehuda, right? And mm-hmm. um, they are known as the king of all tribes. And like I said, they moved first um, when they were in battle. And, you know, even when they were just moving around as a troop, they would always just go first. And they would move first in praise. And um, so the Lord is showing us here um, really how to move our mouths. The importance, um, the first thing that we should do is praise, you know, excuse me. And, um, you know, when when we read through the, especially, you know, when we're reading through the Old Testament and, 
this account of the Exodus, we don't really think about the children of Israel praising much. I mean, I, I know there was the song of Moses and yes. the song of Miriam, but I think a lot of us think about them murmuring all the time, you know? <laughs> and so, right, you know, it, it's not really the, the default of our flesh to, to praise, you know? But it can be. It can be the new default, you know, when we renew our minds um, to, to who we are in Christ, to God's great love for us, um, praise is, is, is befitting, right, to the upright. It says somewhere in the Psalms, I think. And so the, the thing is about praise, um, and I, I am a worship leader and love music and write songs and play guitar and all that. But um, I, I always would find it interesting um, how in battles and all this, they would send the singers out first. They're basically sending out the tribe of Judah first. And I thought, that is so weird. Like, like what? I, I, all right, Lord, I know you have, you know, your ways are higher than mine, but I, I still don't get that. But, but really, then it, it was like God gave me another example from my youth growing up in high school. And, and even right now, it's currently on TV, right? March Madness. What do you have in these games? You have <laughs> the marching bands, right? You oh, yes. have dueling bands, you know, and who can play the loudest and who can play the louder drums and intimidation, you know, praise, you know, we're going to we're going to beat you guys and listen to our drums and watch our flag wavers and all this. And so I was watching it the other night and I was like, this is they stole it from God. You know, this is God's idea, you know. So, so there's there's a method, you know, a, a, a reasoning behind all this, and and praise, guys, confounds the enemy, right? Yes. And and we know that that the enemy was the worship leader in heaven, and he got stripped of all that. But you know, it's like he hates that. He hates to 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 hear, you know, other people praising God because that used to be his position, and he doesn't want God to get any glory. So so that really makes him mad, you know, and. If there's, if, you know, we're allowed to make the devil mad, you know, so praising God um, is glorifying him. And really, um, the reality is when we're praising him, it's like these March Madness games, but, but we are, are praising God from a position of victory, yes. not like, oh, I hope we win this game. No, the game's already been won, yes. you know, so that's why we can celebrate in advance and, um, so, so that's that's uh, some insight here on, you know, how to move first, why to move first in praise, and you know, all through the Psalms it talks about enter His gates with thanksgiving, and His courts you know, with and, praise. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it and it's it is for the Lord, right? He, he inhabits the praises of His people, and and it's and it's really um, good for us <laughs> to have a thankful heart. It just puts everything in perspective. We get our eyes off ourselves. We get our eyes off our problems. We magnify the Lord. And when we do that, everything else just, That's right. fades, you know, fades in and, the background. And yeah. You, and you mentioned, of course, this Nissan period of time is the time where the <clears throat> Red Sea split and uh, the enemy Amen. got drowned <laughs> in the Red Sea, and yeah. God's kids went valiantly. And the Bible talks about in the book of the Revelation, the song of Moses mm-hmm. and the song of the Lamb. The song of Moses is, I, you know, uh, I, how does it go? We shall triumph gloriously. The horse and rider is, are thrown into the yeah. sea. The Lord our God, mm-hmm. my, our strength, 
our mm-hmm. sound. The Lord has become Amen. our victory. So this this yeah. is a song that uh, was a mm-hmm. song that uh, bespeaks victory, even in the most contrary times. And God wants to That's have right. us sing our song of praise and worship unto him and watch the victory, because the Bible says God inhabits our praise. We've got about a minute Amen. or so left in this segment. How would you like to close it down? I think it would be appropriate for you to tell your website mm-hmm. and what people will find okay. at your website, Christine. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me to sing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> why, why don't you oh, sing yeah. what you're going to sing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh boy, now I'm on the spot. Um, well, let me tell you, you can go to my website. It's um, christinevallis.com, and it's Christine, C-H, Vallis, V as in Victor, A-L-E-S. And on there, you know, I have uh, all the chalkboard teachings for all the different months. And, and some of the songs, the too, yes. Talking about. And my music. Yes. yes. Yes, I have original music on there you can listen to. I have some videos, also music videos. And, um, yeah, they're... They're, they're out there. They're producing, and they're encouraging people. Yeah. Yes. So point she is remarkable. She's remarkable. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, what God wants to mm-hmm. do is he wants to stir up you, and you may have a number of different skill sets, and uh, you don't even mm-hmm. necessarily have to be a great singer, but God doesn't care if you're a great singer. He just wants you to worship and praise him, and the enemy will flee. And uh, that's what God wants to do in these last days. Hey, Christine? Yeah. You spent some time I, talking. I wanted— Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, do, do we have a minute? or you got one minute. One second. Actually, one minute. F- 58 oh, okay, seconds. Good. 57, ooh, ooh, 56. Okay. okay. Go ahead. 56, 55. Okay. okay. Well, um, you know, when I was preparing this teaching, I think even last year, um, I was like talking about all these firsts and, and all this, and it's like, wow. And the Lord just said, hey, remember that um, in this month of firsts, um, the most important first of all that you need to know is that I first loved you. Oh, yes. And, and, and that really hit me, you know, because God was basically saying, you know, I did not redeem you out of obligation or duty, you know, because a lot of us think that, well, he had to. No, he did it because he first loved us. Oh, my. And so when we get a revelation that really the whole point of this is because he wanted a relationship with us, all of the other firsts, like praising him and taking him into our hearts and, and doing all these other first, they will come automatically yes, good, when we know that we're loved by God. Yes. So that's what he wants us to know, that he first loved us. Thank you, Christine Ballas. You know, in the, in the next uh, hour, Christine is going to do color commentary for me because I've discovered in the month of Nissan is a remarkable happenstance that, you, you know, we, we talk about things like the Emmaus Road and things like that. You realize that happened in this month of Nissan, and when you understand why, it's going to empower you to defy and be victorious over the wiles of the enemy. We'll talk about that, and it deals with the month of Nissan when Christine Vallis and Kaz come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my listening friends. Christine Vallis and I are doing some excavation. She is the chalkboard teacher tied to his appointed times. And we spent the first hour really talking about many of the first tied to this first month in the biblical Hebrew calendar, the month of Nisan. And thank you for doing that, Christine. You know, by, by the way, my mm-hmm. listening friend, we do this. Uh, when there's a month change, we actually uh, excavate that on the air. That's one of the things that we do. And uh, and I'm just honored to have Christine Vallis 
from Florida communicating with us in San Diego, California, and uh, everything in between gets uh, anointed as as a result. That's right. (laughs) So so, uh, talking about the month of Nisan and and many of the firsts, and what a remarkable teaching, uh, Christine Vallis. But, you know, as I am studying Scripture, I realize that the month of Nisan, which we fall into right now, has much more... Mm -hmm. Uh, tied to it beyond just the, the the days, months, and years, and things like that. And we talked about things like that in the first hour. But also in this month of Nisan came uh, an event that is uh, appropriate for now. And that was when the two disciples were, you know, Jesus had died and was uh, buried. <clears throat> and these two disciples were walking down along Emmaus Road. They were kind of sad and recounting the the things that Jesus had done on a mass road. This is in the book of Luke, chapter 24. I want you to pay close attention to this because this has, you know, the, the, look at the things that are going on in the world right now, Christine. Um, the, the, mm-hmm. the government looked like it was winning, and uh, it looked like uh, Jesus uh, was killed because of his standing against the uh, inappropriate right. things that were going on, and uh, he was killed. And he was killed, and a lot of times right now in, in the Judeo-Christian faith, particularly in many states and nations, uh, the, the challenges against the Judeo-Christian faith in our own America, this is happening as well. And so a lot of the things caused mm-hmm. people to be downcast right now, but these two disciples were downcast because Jesus, whom they followed and in, in, in whom they believed, had died and was buried and they didn't know what to do, so they're walking forlornly along Emmaus Road. And all of a sudden, one appears with them. They didn't recognize who it was, but it was Jesus. And I want to suggest mm-hmm. something to you as we walk through this uh, story about Emmaus Road and these two disciples, Christine. This happened in the mm-hmm. month of Nisan, right as, as the, at the death and burial of Christ and his resurrection. But... They weren't aware of this resurrection part of the equation as they're right. walking down Emmaus Road. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want you to know, my listening friend, if you're anxious or concerned about the things that are going on in this world right now, Jesus wants you to know that he's walking with you and he has solutions. So I thought we'd walk through this. And uh, Christine, mm-hmm. what, I, what I discovered as I was digging into this that happened in the month of Nisan it uh, it gives yeah. truths for us right now. First of all, I want to just use this segment to to declare that uh, about the disciples and who they were in the in the in the book of uh, of uh, Luke chapter twenty four verse. Um, let's see, verse eighteen. It says, and uh, the one of them were dis- uh, talking to this stranger who they didn't know was Jesus. Talking to the stranger, who the stranger asked, you know. Uh, what what manner of communication are you involved with right now? And they were talking to one another about Jesus' death. And, and Cleophas, who is mentioned here in Scripture, is that Cleophas says, "Are you kidding me? Aren't you aware of what's going on in the in this in in, in Jerusalem right now?" The Savior has been killed. Of course, he's talking to the Savior right there, but he he didn't recognize him. (laughs) But but what I want to bring to your attention is this. The Bible says there were two disciples. It was Cleophas, and there was another person. And I want to suggest to you this. As I study this book of Luke, and even the book of Acts, uh, Luke is the author of both. 
And he says, I, I want you to, I want to pay, you pay attention to this. In, in, the, in the book of Luke, early on, like chapter, uh, chapter uh, 1, uh, it talks about how he delivered the things that he knew to a person named Theophilus and because the, he was an eyewitness. And the Bible says, it seemed good to me, Luke was writing, uh, mm. having had mm. perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write to you in order, most excellent Theophilus. So in other words, mm. Luke claimed that he had perfect understanding of all things from the very first and he wrote in order, and he carried that same point of view as he wrote in the book of Acts as well. But I want to suggest to you mm-hmm. something. This man claimed that he knew everything from the very first. And here he, there's a, a second disciple walking along with Cleophas, mm-hmm. and Jesus is talking to them from the very first of the times of Moses until where they were that day. And also, I would like to suggest to you that it's my understanding from my own Heart, I believe that it was Cleophas and Luke that had this revelation. Now, mm-hmm. that, especially when you realize the stuff that Luke wrote in the book of Acts as well, you realize this was a man who had a powerful anointing. But anyway, whether it was mm-hmm. or it was not really does not take away from what I want to share with you right now. What happened, you mm-hmm. remember the story. Um, yeah. I, I, it's a remarkable story. But can you, you know, as we look at the earth today, we look in uh, in the United States today, we have a level of being forlorn as well, don't we, uh, Christine Vallis? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, when, when you're reading this, you, I mean, I know when I'm reading this, I say, gosh, why, how can they not have recognized him? Like, why, why didn't they recognize him, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and, and the, go ahead. You have an answer for that. I'll share with you some insights, too, but go ahead. Oh, no. I, I want you to go ahead. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. When, when, you're, when you're faced with contrary times, you forget what you know. You know, as a believer, we we believe in Jesus and the things he's done for us. But when we're faced with contrary times, we forget the very fact that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and the and the solution to our challenges. And they, they, when they followed Jesus in the natural, these two uh, disciples, they knew that. But all of a sudden, it seems like their their savior was taken from them. And they, they forgot what they knew, and so they just didn't recognize him because they knew that he had died and was buried. What's this about? Right. But what yeah. happened is they, right. they, they walked through. It, the Bible says that Jesus spoke to them about Moses and Elijah and all these, the mm-hmm. law and the prophets and even the Psalms, mm-hmm. and he began to reveal himself to them. And this mm-hmm. is an instance where the Bible says that three different grand openings happened to those two uh, disciples, three different grand openings that changed their mm. way and point of view. And my listening friend, in the next uh, three segments of this second hour, I'm going to share with you these three different grand openings because they are openings that your eyes are going to have about Jesus as well, especially in these contrary times. Christine Vallis, we just need to know that Jesus was, is, and is to come. Period. Done Amen. deal. Amen. And when we know that, don't you think it gives us a little bit more confidence? Because we serve not a buried Savior, but a risen Savior. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he was 
the uh, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I uh, know that's exactly right. Yeah. Yesterday, today, and forever. Right. So we serve Amen. a risen Savior, and these are the times right now that we're in in this nation. You know, governmental things mm-hmm. are going on, medical things are going on, educational things that are going on, and we need to make godly stands. And how to do that? Jesus wants to show us and encourage us in, and God's going to give us three grand openings like the grand openings that happened to these two disciples on the way to Emmaus Road, on a, along Emmaus Road, that Jesus gave them. And I want to share with you about these three openings because they're going to change the way that you think when Christine Vallis and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. I'm back, and Christine Vallis is with me as well, and she is a remarkable chalkboard teacher and is appointed times uh, books and videos tied to that. You can find her just by going to Christine Vallis. Isn't it christinevallis.com? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Christine, you <laughs> were talking you. about in an earlier segment when we were talking about the month of mm-hmm. Nisan, we were talking about the first harvest is actually a barley harvest. Yes. And mm-hmm. so as I'm reading through the book of Luke talking about this month of Nisan, that they're walking to, on the road to Emmaus and one appears with them and it's Jesus and he shares with them all these remarkable things. And and so they're starting to comprehend that this is not just a person, a fellow traveler. This is somebody who is our Lord and Savior. But in in Luke twenty four, it talks about uh, they broke bread. And guess what? Uh, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking you just taught about this. You just taught about yeah, this in earlier right. segments. In in verse. In verse 30 of uh, Luke 24, it says, And it came to pass that they were with Jesus, and he stayed with them for a little while. And the Bible says, and they took meat, and it said, they took bread, uh, and they blessed it, and and they Mm -hmm. broke it, and uh, and it was given unto them. And what was the bread that was broken? That was not uh, um, wheat. It wasn't that season yet. So this was part of your teaching. It was barley. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, amazing. It, yeah, God so it ties, all connects. Yeah. You, you know, the bread component that mm. you taught about just a few moments ago. <laughs> Amen. And 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 then he rep, he represented that, right? Not only yes. the the bread that they had at the Passover, you know, all that, but but here here he was the first fruits. Oh, very the good. First harvest. I'm yeah. glad you said that because Risen. the next verse Risen. says this. Right. It yeah. says mm-hmm. and when they broke bread, and he, they realized he was the first fruit. He was the bread right. that they were actually breaking. And the Bible says here, this mm-hmm. is the first opening I want to talk with you about, my friends. It says, mm-hmm. and their eyes were opened, and they knew him. So, uh, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, let's take communion, let's take communion. Do you realize that the likelihood, there's a strong likelihood that when we take the communion, the bread and the wine component, that our eyes will be opened and we'll actually know who Jesus is? I mean, Christine, come mm. on. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, even um, as I, I'm reading through this in uh, the translation here, how it says, you know, how he reclined with them at the table, Yes. you know, and he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to them. And, you know, 
it it had to hit them there, like the revelation, right, of, wow, you know, everything that, that just happened at the Passover Seder, now we're seeing this, and it's like they got it, you know, and um, and those same moments we, we can have too, you know, because um, as as we read through, you know, I think when, when we look at, the, especially in the Old Testament, that even before the disciples, you know, before the book of Acts, you know, they didn't have the Holy Spirit with them, right. you know, in them. So, you know, we could say, oh, man, look at these disciples. They, you know, look at look at these guys. They they saw him, and I wish I could be like that. It's like, we can be like that, you know? <laughs> exactly. We can, have res- we can and, and if not more so, because we have the Holy Spirit in us 24-7. But yes, look at that. Their eyes are opened, and ours, our eyes are being opened, too, right now as we exactly. read these. Exactly, exactly. And they Amen. knew him. But you know, it kind That's of right. there's an and the next portion of the verse kind of is uh, mm-hmm. captivating too because as soon as they knew mm-hmm. him, what happens in the scripture? It says in verse uh, 31, it says, "And they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight." Wouldn't you think they wow. knew him, and all of a sudden, okay, well, let's sit and and, and sit and talk yeah. some more about this? But he vanished <laughs> from their sight. Um, have you ever wow. wondered why he vanished from their sight, Christine? Hmm. Wow. Well, maybe they would uh, not let him go. I don't know. <laughs> he had something. Yeah, he knew the intentions of their heart, what what would happen, and he was out of there. Wow. Yeah, but the other what piece do, of the equation. But, but see, the, yeah. the, the whole idea of his resurrection, you know, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to, oh, return, I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He was foretelling what was mm. about ready to happen in the book of Acts. Chapter two, mm. the book of Acts, chapter two, had, didn't happen, hadn't happened yet, but he vanished right. from their sight. So they had, so they realized that he was alive, but they, he didn't have mm. to actually be there, hand holding all the way through. It changed their point of view, don't you think? Yeah, right, 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 right. And as I recall, though, too, right, um, you know, even after his resurrection, and people wanted to, they saw him, and then he was like, "Oh, don't touch me." You know, right. I, I don't know if that that happened just before this. That happened when yeah, right? he was at at the tomb and the women saw him. Yeah, that that's what happened at that time. So so this, mm-hmm. these two events are happening almost simultaneously. He appeared, mm-hmm. you know, he shows he looks like a gardener at the tomb and, and on yeah. along Emmaus Road. He looks like a fellow traveler. So traveler. they didn't recognize mm-hmm. him because they weren't ready to recognize mm-hmm. him. And so mm-hmm. the, he said, don't touch me in at the tomb because I have not ascended. Uh, but but the point of matter is here. Now, yeah. that was the women at the tomb, and they saw Jesus, mm-hmm. and so they ran and yeah. started telling people. But at the same time, now he's mm-hmm. appearing to these two disciples walking on Emmaus Road, and they weren't expecting him either. And uh, he mm-hmm. walked with them, and he shared with them the tr- truths, remarkable truths. And when they broke the bread, the unleavened bread, the barley bread, which is really yeah. instrumental and timely in this month of Nisan. Mm. They recognize him. Christine, they recognize him. And then he vanished. He vanished because <laughs> the, the message was to be the things that I do, you shall do greater things when the Holy Spirit mm. comes upon you. Yeah. Wow. When, if yeah. we can digest that, no pun intended because yeah. of communion, but if we can digest <laughs> that, we'll, have a, we'll be empowered, don't you think, Christine? Amen. Amen. And, and, um, one thing that jumps out at me here, and it's in, uh, you know, verse, let's see, 15, as, as when he, you know, first connected with these guys walking, 
it says here in this version, it says that Jesus drew near ah. and went to them. And, you know, so he meets us where we're at. You know, these guys were walking. They were in despair. They were troubled. They were saddened. And, you know, their eyes, you know, as I'm looking at this further here, that their eyes were really stuck on grief, you know, yes. and, and shock of what happened. And Jesus just drew near to them. And he does that with us now. You know, he draws near, he meets us where we're at, and he reveals himself to us in those times, you know, and he comes to comfort. And just here, you think about it, he just gave him his life for these guys. And, and I think a lot of us, even myself in the past, would think, well, Jesus died for me. I guess that's enough. What else does he have to do? But he just didn't die and, and rise again. He's, he's constantly demonstrating his love for us. And that's what I see with these guys on the road, that he, he's meeting them. He just died for them, and now he's going after them. He wants to be a part of their lives. He wants to be involved in, in every season yes. and, and bring revelation. Yeah. Yes. And so my listening friend, here to, here this is with you. Oftentimes when you go to church, you'll take communion. You may take that little cup and that little um, little bread, piece of bread, and you'll, you will commune mm. with that. But th- the truth of the matter is, as you partake in that, is it possible that your eyes are going to be opened? Yes, if you will allow them to. We, we, we're mm-hmm. so fogged out sometimes, we just take it because it is the ritual. It's our ritual. We just do this ritual. Yeah. It's not a ritual. It's it's a springboard into the mm. presence of the Lord in ways that you cannot even imagine. So as you're taking Amen. communion, particularly around this time frame, I want you to realize what happened during this same month, this first month of the biblical calendar, the month of Nisan, the two dejected mm. disciples walking along going, oh, like we're, right now we're going, oh, man, the world is going, and I'm, when I, I'm not cursing when I say this, but the world is going to hell literally right now with the way yeah. that things are going and people are really targeting. They realize how dangerous uh, the Judeo-Christian point of view can be. So mm. ju- the Judeo-Christian people are being taken out or desire, they desire to take us out. And it's easy to be dejected and kind of meander along going, why is it all going on? I wish it was like it was a few years ago. That was really great, God. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, we're coming to the time of my return, and you need to be em- equipped and empowered. So, and when we take bread, God wants us to have our eyes open and realize that it's the same Jesus, as you said, Christine, yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. So there's every Amen. reason to be excited when you break that bread and realize that he is there right there in your midst. Quick thoughts mm. as we uh, transition. Mm. I, this was the first opening yeah. I wanted to talk about in this in this book awesome. of, uh, of Luke chapter 24. So thoughts as we close this segment. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking about is that cup. When we talk about the communion, it was really, again, depicting, you know, the Passover Seder that they had there when Jesus said, this is my blood. Yes. And there were, there were um, four cups during the Seder. And that was um, the third cup that he drank from. And that third cup was the cup of redemption. <laughs> and it was also um, used during um, betrothals, you mm, know? So nice. when I think about communion too, I think of the almost like, like as a, a bride and groom, like, the love of God, oh. you know, the love of God. Um, not that we have to like 
you know, beat ourselves up every time we take communion. No, like celebrate. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me because you loved me so much. You, you couldn't, there was no way you were going to get, let sin separate us. So it, it would be like a toast that you make at, a, at an engagement. I love it. So uh, oftentimes when I take communion, I'm like raising my glass to yes. the Lord. Thank you, God. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So as you take the bread and the wine during communion, un- expect that mm. God is going to open your eyes and you're going to see him like you've never seen him before. But guess what? He is still here. He is still here, and he wants you to know that Amen. and trust in him, and your eyes will be open. And even even at that, the disciples, he disappeared from their sight because the point was mm-hmm. now the things that he showed them, they were being in, uh, asked to do themselves. And so a lot of the things that we learn about Jesus, yeah. look in the mirror because he has that plan to you and through you to impact others. That was the first opening we wanted to talk about that in the uh-huh. book of Luke chapter 24. There are two more openings we're going to talk to, and we'll talk about this next opening, which will change the way you think when Christine Vallis and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, thank you, Mr. Announcer. And uh, not only I am here, but also the chalkboard teacher uh, of world renown, maybe universal renown. I may be making that up, but I think she might be. (laughs) She she, uh, deals with his appointed times. She is an author and a, a teacher. She's a singer and a musician. Her name is Christine Vallis, and she is sharing with us about this month of Nissan. And the first hour, she actually did a deep dive into many of the aspects of the firsts tied to this month of Nissan. And the second hour, I'm taking this month of Nissan, and I'm identifying some things that happened during this month that is really important for you to be aware of. We're talking about the grand openings. There are three openings that happen in the mm. book of Luke, chapter 24, and we're delving into those. Christine, uh, you know, as I was meditating on this and realized the first opening was the opening of the disciples, the two disciples' eyes, and I realized yeah. that it was really tied to communion, and you had just been t- talking about the communion, not only the cup, but also the bread, and the bread that mm-hmm. had to be uh, offered during this time. It was not the time of wheat. It was the time of barley, so it was right. most likely barley bread. And so you were mm-hmm. giving some insights on that and the cup as well. It's remarkable, isn't it, when yeah. we dig into Scripture? That everything's connected. Yeah, that's right. Scripture interprets Scripture, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so in the first yeah. portion, we were, we were talking about it in verse, uh, let me see here. Um, verse uh, mm-hmm. 31, it says, Then their eyes were opened when they took the bread and the wine. And he and and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. So that was really the first opening that's mentioned in uh, Luke twenty-four. But I want to go to verse thirty-two because that's the second mm-hmm. opening I want to talk to you about, my listening friend. When you have a relationship with the Lord, many things are going to be opened. When you open your heart to Him, there are a whole bunch more openings <laughs> that happen mm, right after that. Awesome. Isn't that right, Christine? True, absolutely true. Yes, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in verse in verse thirty two, we've just they've had their eyes opened and mm-hmm. they knew him and he vanished from their sight. 
his vanishing, I believe, was to tell them, now what I've done, it's time for you to do as well. I mean, so that's an amazing revelation for us as well these days. And the Bible talks about in verse 32, and they said, uh, and they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us as he talked with us along the way, along this path, this Emmaus Road path? And while we were with him, he opened the scriptures to us. He opened the scriptures to us. So we have opened eyes. Now we have the scriptures opened to us. We've got uh, uh, 3927 books in the Old and New Testament, and God wants to open them more than just a cursory reading, because when you realize that each word carries tremendous weight, he wants to open our, uh, not only our eyes, but Mm -hmm. he wants to open the scriptures on our behalf, because uh, there's life in there, isn't there, <laughs> Christine? That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, you know, just reflecting upon this, you know, and, and that's what they needed, and that's what we need. You know, I mean, they just experienced, like, really bad news, they, but so they thought, you know, they thought Jesus was dead, you know, and gone. And so they were experiencing, you know, devastation and grief. And so Jesus was there opening uh, their hearts to the scriptures, basically giving them hope. Yes, and you know, at, at that point, that they didn't know that that was him, but but he was pointing them, I believe, to the scriptures and saying, you know, this guy that died, you know, he he's he's going to rise again, you know, yes. he rose again, you know, and there's hope, and 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 that's what that's what Jesus gives us through His Word, and and um, that's why their hearts were burning. They knew. That they they were they were getting hope from from this guy uh, yes. as as he was you know pointing them to the scripture that which was life yes yeah. yes yes you know at the close of this segment I'm going to in, invite you Christine to pray over these people that uh, are mm. listening to this broadcast and pray that not mm. only are their eyes open but I want you to pray that that scripture is open to them and you know sometimes yeah. we go we do scripture reading and we read three or four verses or a handful of verses, and that's it. We close the Bible. We go, well, well, we did that. God wants to not just have us read the Scripture, the words of the Scripture. He wants you to read the anointing within the Scripture so that mm-hmm. your eyes are open, but also the Scripture is open to you because these are words of promise, but they're not only words of mm-hmm. promise, but they're words of promises coming true right now. So mm-hmm. uh, my listening friend, I, you know, a lot of you may carry your Bibles to church and that's the only time you bring them. <laughs> That's the only time mm, you, you mm-hmm. handle them. But God wants us to become mm. comfortable with the Word of God. And, you know, Christine, don't you find as you study the Word, you know, as we're studying the months, one thing is connected to another thing connected to another thing. It's also the same thing with the Word of God, wouldn't you say, Christine Vallis? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, really, I I mean, you know, we there's so many ways to read our Bibles now that really, I mean, we don't really have an excuse. You yes, know? Exactly. I mean, I mean, I, I have my Bible here on the, on the table. I've got my computer open. I've got, you know, Bible hub and lexicons and, and, <laughs> and the more you dig, you know, it's just like the more, you know, draw near to the Lord and he'll draw near to you. And, and the more you seek him, the more you fi- find him. And, and it's, it's good stuff, you know, and he stuff. is the word and he wants us, he hasn't left us without hope or instruction or encouragement. And so we we are better off than we think. I, I always say that. And of course the enemy wants to keep us out of this book, you know. Oh absolutely. But this is this is this is where 
this is where our hope is. This is where our life is. And, um, and we have great access to it. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. So, Christine, one of the things that I discovered uh, was been decades ago that God said, mm-hmm. get into my word and I'm going to teach you some things. But one of the things that he encouraged me to do is to mm-hmm. spend less time looking what other people have said. Yeah. And, and spend the time mm-hmm. listening to him and allow Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to say, have you thought about this in this perspective? Have you thought about it in this perspective? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, to me, the scriptures were actually opened up beyond what other prognosticators have said. You know, there's there's yeah. a value in digging into what other people have said. But it, when it becomes, mm-hmm. you know, I did this because this pastor or this this author told me to do it. No, right. you, gotta, you need to be accountable to God between you and him. And so mm-hmm. you need to actually own these things. And why not allow Holy Spirit, who dwells in you, to say, here's really how you can take the Scripture for now. Sometimes, you, you know, you take it different ways when there are different challenges that you're facing. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. We've got about a minute and a half or yeah. so in, in this. I want you to give a quick insight on this, and then I'm going to have you pray for people that, you know, take their okay. Bibles to church or periodically, but they don't mm-hmm. excavate the word and 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 mm. allowing holy spirit to say have you thought about it this way have you thought about it that way holy spirit would like to instruct you on his words so quick thoughts and i'm going to have you pray yeah. over our listeners yeah absolutely you know um there's a tendency i think even as um uh, you know believers uh, we've read something um and we say oh i read that before <laughs> you know I, yeah. I think i got everything out of it that i need or you know you you read the easter um, the account of, you know, Jesus's, you know, death on the cross, resurrection Sunday is like, oh, I read that last year, you know, what, what, what more can I possibly learn from this, you know, but it's the living word, yes. you know, this is, it's not like any other book where you read it and you just said, oh, I got that. And, and that, that's how much God loves us. Yes. Like he's given us this word that, that is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Ooh. And it's, it, it'll just, um, encourage us in different ways and and it just keeps on encouraging us it doesn't just this is it and take it for what it you know as it's there on the page and and it's a one-time thing it just keeps on feeding you yes, you know yes, yes. like a good father i love so, it yeah would you pray yeah, we so we'll we, take about yeah. just just a minute or a little shy okay. of a minute i want you to pray sure. for our listeners you know mm-hmm. many of believers at least have, have some familiarity with the word but god wants you yeah. to be intimate with the word because holy spirit wants to show you things that you've never seen before to encourage you mm. and empower you so handing it to you for about a little Amen. under a minute, and then we'll close this segment. Because I have okay. another opening, which will blow your mind, Christine Vallis. <laughs> I love these openings. Yes, yes, yes. it's awesome. Yes, yeah, so Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you love us so much, that you've given us your word um, that that is there for us to open. And, and not only for us to open, but you also, um, like has shared, um, you're going to open it to us. So you've given us everything. You've given us your word. You, you're giving us the ability to understand. So, Lord, we we um, we just want to have the desire to to be drawn to your word, Lord. So I just pray for myself, for all of us, all of us listening out there. Sometimes we don't feel like getting into your word, Lord. Would you give us? Um, would you just? just bring a holy dissatisfaction in our, (laughs) in our time when we, um, 
when when we're drawn to do other things, go on Facebook or go on our computer yes. or go on TV, Lord, would you just would you just um, give us a a holy dissatisfaction that that we want more? We want something that's going to feed us, not just leave us um, uh, dry afterwards. And and you have you've given us your word, Lord. So draw us to your word, Lord God. And when we're there, Father, just we know that you will open our minds just like you did to these two on the road to Emmaus. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is excited to be our teacher, to show us things to come, to understand, to break things down. And Lord, that we will have a joy that, that we don't have to be intimidated by your word, but we can we can know it and we can know you through it. Yes. And so, Lord, that we would look to your word as a joy and excitement and not as just a book that's collecting dust, but life giving. Yes, life. So thank life you, Lord. Eternal. Change our perspective yes. of, of your word. Change our perspective of what it really is and that we will take advantage of this beautiful gift that you've given us. Yes, yes. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. And we've talked a little bit about uh, their eyes being opened. We've talked a little bit about scriptures yes. being opened in the next segment, Christine Vallis and I are going to talk about the third, and perhaps when you put them all together, the greatest grand openings of all times. We're going to talk about that as we close the show coming up next, so do not go away. Christine Vallis and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. And we're back for the last segment. Christine Vallis is with me. She's the chalkboard teacher tied to his appointed times. You can find out more about Christine Vallis, not only her teachings of the different months, but also her songs. And you can find out more by just going to Christine Vallis, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, Vallis, V-A-L-E-S dot com. And you can find all that stuff. And it'll also direct you to some other areas where she has her teachings as well. Any quick thoughts on that before we jump into this last segment about the third and very important grand opening, Christine? Well, um, thank you so much. I just want to say thank you for having me. Um, And uh, you're awesome, Kaz. Just um, love uh, sharing and breaking down the months and, and opening up the word together. And I just love, I never really saw this with these grand openings and it's just awesome yes, i yes. love what you're bringing out here and yeah. and how intimately they're tied to this first month in the hebrew mm-hmm. year of nisan yeah i mean it's mm. remarkable and so my friend well, you have an opportunity to experience that go ahead christine yeah. forgive me go mm-hmm. ahead go ahead oh i'm sorry yeah no i was thinking of the opening of the red sea there's these openings and openings <laughs> yes. and uh, exactly. the opening of the grave right oh wow and, um, and so we're talking yeah. about here in Luke yeah. 24, we talked about the opening of their eyes. Their eyes were opened. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about in verse 32 of, of uh, Luke 24, and their uh, scriptures were opened to them. Now, here's the biggie. Right. So, so Jesus, you know, they're breaking bread and their eyes are open and he disappeared from their sight. And so they experienced mm. the opening of their eyes and the opening of scriptures to them as they walked along Emmaus Road. But here is perhaps one of the culmination of the great openings. And it, 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 he, when he disappears from their sight, he's found in Jerusalem ministering with other people. And during that time yeah. frame, he says, do you have anything to eat? <laughs> and they said, yeah, we have some, mm-hmm. some fish here. And so he says, these mm-hmm. are the where he talks about the things that he shared with them in, in during his natural time on the earth. And he says, these are the words which I shared with you while I was yet with you. And these things that must be fulfilled, that which were written 
and it, and it talks about they were the words which were written by Moses, number one. They were written by mm-hmm. the prophets, number two, and they were written in the Psalms. So there you have the law, mm-hmm. the prophets, and the Psalms. There you have the right. multitude of Scripture, not only in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, but in the New Testament as well, the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. In other words, Jesus mm-hmm. fulfilled the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. As he, they mm-hmm. realized that as they got into the Word, into the Word with their opened eyes and their opened scriptures, all of a sudden another opening happened. Mm-hmm. The Bible says in verse 45, and he opened their understanding that they might understand mm-hmm. scriptures. And my listening friend, here it is. We have an opportunity not only to have our eyes open and scripture opened, but once scripture is opened, then we begin to have our understanding Open. Let me let me give you a, an analogy that I use oftentimes. Yeah. You know, there's the knowledge of good and evil. There's the tree of life, and there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And and God wants us to open our understanding. Sometimes, you know, we can be we can open our knowledge, and that's okay. But it's still the knowledge of good and evil. It's still the bad tree. It's not it's not the tree of life. It's the other tree. And wisdom, you know, talks about Solomon had great wisdom, but the Bible mm. says get wisdom, but in your getting, get understanding. So three different components there. We oftentimes may have knowledge, and we may have a level of wisdom like Solomon had wisdom, but the greatest thing of all those is to get understanding because understanding uh, defines what knowledge is and, under- and understanding defines what wisdom is, and it teaches you you, you know, when you think you're wise, that's probably the point of your downfall. So God wants us to mm-hmm. not only have a level of knowledge, have mm-hmm. a level of wisdom, but have understanding. After getting all these, get understanding, the Scripture says. Mm-hmm. And so what God wants us to do is to understand Scripture because he is in Scripture, but also he's coming back to fulfill Scripture and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's going to use people like you and I and Christine to inspire other people mm. to dig in the Scripture, to open their eyes, uh, to open the Scripture, and also to open their understanding. And all mm. you're getting, get understanding. Mm. That understanding is right. not tied to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That understanding is tied to the tree of L-I-F-E life. L-I-F-E mm. life. Any thoughts here mm-hmm. as we... Uh, uh, begin to close yeah. the show, Christine. Yeah, you know, I was just looking at that. Um, you know, when <clears throat> in this day and age, we we can Google anything, you know, and we could get all this knowledge, you know, which is basically just obtaining information. Yes. Right. But um, what do you do with that information <laughs> when you get it? How do you organize it so that you understand it? Right. Because because you can have a table full of, you know, books and or uh, all these different websites and all this information, but it's just information and unless you know what to do with it. And so that word there, um, understanding, means, you know, to set things together, basically to, to figure out what do you do with all this information. And, <clears throat> and, and when it says there that he opened their understanding, you know, basically... Um, you know, how to put things together that you're reading, like we're doing right now, even before our, our very eyes as we're studying His Word together, things are coming, you know, we're, we're gaining understanding by the Holy Spirit, yes. really, as we're doing this right now. And and I love the fact that, that this Word here opened, 
and and it's the same word in verse 31 is that he fully opened yes you know it's where you get that light bulb moment like oh now <laughs> i get it you know oh that's and right don't you love that that's right. Yeah. You know, one thing that yeah. I like as you go through this, it, it, down in verse 44 of uh, Luke 24, mm-hmm. it says, and he communicated with them the things that were written in the, listen to this, the law of mm-hmm. Moses, number one. Number two, the prophecy, which would be, you know, right. Elijah and um, uh, Jeremiah Maybe. and all these different prophets, yeah. but also mm-hmm. the Psalms. So just different aspects mm. of this. You've got the law. And when you identify those three things, you you really identify the body of Christ. There are those who are word-driven individuals. Many of you are <laughs> word-driven true. individuals. But then there are spirit-driven yeah. individuals, which I would say that are they're tied to what the prophets have said. So you've got word people, spirit-driven people, and the psalm people, the people that are digging into the psalms. <laughs> and King David was a psalmist, and he was actually able yeah. to tie the words of Moses and the words of the prophets together <laughs> Uh, with mm. through the Psalms and my listening friend, when you have all three of them, that means that you, if you're a word-driven person, need to cohabitate mm. with a with a prophetic person, and uh, you bring that together with the Psalms, and all of a sudden you have the full picture of God's plans. And when you yeah. come side by side with other people with different denominational points of view, all of a sudden mm. the whole word is opened up before you, and your eyes are open. Your scriptures are opened and also understanding when you do this horizontally mm-hmm. one with another. And that's what the whole precept of come together to San Diego is. Was we want you to come together because these truths, if you major on yeah. the law or, or, you know, the written word, that's mm-hmm. fine. But you want to hand, hang, hang out with somebody who deals with the prophetic side. And when you get together and then you embrace somebody who's... And, and Christine is really a, a psalmist because she writes songs and things like that mm-hmm. as well. When you get these three elements together, you have the fullness of Scripture and you have the fullness mm-hmm. of God's understanding through Holy Spirit. It's time for us to go, Christine, yeah. a, a 20 or 30-second input, and uh, you can include wow. your website, and then we'll close the show. My listening friend, look mm-hmm. into Luke 24. You will be amazed. Christine? <laughs> awesome. Well, I just uh, thank you, and our eyes have been open even as we've just yes. been studying together. So thank you so much, yes. and you can go to my website, christineballas.com, for more. And thank you so much, Kaz. What it's a, a pleasure. Well, my listening friends, it's, it's time for us to go away next week. More good stuff. And thank you so much for joining with us as we, through different denominations and different parts of the faith, join together as we come together, San Diego and beyond. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.